Welcome back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. Imagine being a customer and paying some hack shop to fucking half-ass work on your car. People just don't give a shit anymore, dude. There's so many hacks out there, it's ridiculous. You have them in your shop. When you get a car that they worked on and you look at their work and you can't fucking believe what they did. Loose bolts, missing bolts, wiring repairs are fucking terrible using butt connectors and shit. I mean, what's going on, man? It seems like nobody gives a shit anymore. Nobody has any pride in their fucking work. Why is this? Is there just that many fucking hacks out there? Or is it people not making any hours and they're trying to cut corners? Imagine if you were a normal civilian and you knew nothing about cars and you took your Toyota Camry to the dealership for service and the technician recommended all this shit. You need flushes, oil leaks, normal maintenance, and you said, okay, the bill's 2300 bucks. That's a normal bill, right? You leave the car, you pick it up the next day, everything seems good. Time goes on and your next oil change is due. You bring it back to the dealer. They recommend the same shit over again. And you say, I just had that done the last time I was here. And the advisor's like, hmm, maybe the tech made a mistake. Let me go check. Knowing goddamn well, he probably fucking recommended them. But the previous tech, he fixed your oil leak. But he didn't flush your brakes, your transmission fluid, your power steering fluid. Probably because they sold you a power steering flush and you got electric steering. But you still paid for it. Because you don't fucking know, right? So that tech flagged it all as if he did it, but he didn't do it. There's shops out there doing this shit right now. So the advisor will come back and he says, Oh, the tech made a mistake. You're, you're all caught up on your services. You pay for your oil change, you go home, and you got ripped the fuck off, and you don't even know it. The techs in the shop, they know it. They know that Golden Boy flagged the flushes and didn't do them, but nobody will do anything about it. Everybody's in on the fucking scam that's going on by that one tech. Some places are just fucking ridiculous and need to be shut down. Ripping people off for numbers, dude. Money. Management. That's the problem. You know this. We all fucking know this. But hey, they don't give a fuck as long as the numbers keep going up every month, right? Imagine your parents bringing their car to a shop and getting fucking ripped off like this. They paid for the flushes and whatever. You look at the car after they had it serviced and you see that they didn't do a fucking thing but change the oil. How pissed off would you be? You'd want to go to that shop and kick that tech's ass, right? Probably should. Anyways, that's a that's an issue I'm currently dealing with from another shop. That's all I got to say about that. Besides fuck the hacks. And follow the Facebook page and the Instagram page. And check out my website, dude. I think it's still up. Rate and review. There's a rumor. Rumor time. There's a rumor going around in the automotive dealership realm where it's easy to get master certified. Whether it's Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota, Kia, for some reason, Dodge, and so on. Basically, that if you go to school, you're going to pass no matter what. And that... When techs do, some techs, get master certified, they still can't fix shit. Not all of them, but some of them. Most of them. Techs go to school, they get master certified, come back, get paid the big bucks, and for some reason, they can't hear anymore. 
so they don't get rattle cars. I don't know. The rumor also ties into the fact that techs play dumb so they don't have to do hard work. So they get the gravy and the techs that will do the hard work end up getting screwed. You know, play dumb and you don't have to do anything hard, right? That's the rumor. Play the game, right? It is what it is, dude. There's games at every level. Games are played every day at every job, every career. Play it. Right? Is this what really happens? I don't know, maybe. Maybe not. You know, technicians underestimate their worth. You do, we do, we all do. You fall into this bullshit category as if you need a place to work more than a shop needs you. You gotta stop. If you're worth a shit, a good employee, a hard-working tech that shows up on time, doesn't bitch about shit, doesn't cry about everything, just shows up to work, ready to fucking work, and when you got skills and you can do your fucking job with no bullshit, you're fucking priceless as a mechanic. Any kind of mechanic. Cars, boats, trucks, planes, motorcycles, those fucking tractor things, dude. Whatever. You should be making bags, dude. You should. As long as you're at the right shop. You know, I watched a YouTube video. I'm not going to name them. But they were talking about how to hire technicians. They said it's hard in California to hire technicians because it's a bigger market for some reason. And there's a lot of traffic. And to get somebody to come and work six days a week is hard. Six days a fucking week, dude. He said six days a week. If you're at a shop working six days a week, not by choice, turn this shit off and go to the store buy some fucking crayons and a coloring book, dude. Don't be an idiot. Six days a week is fucking stupid. If you signed up to work at a shop, any shop, for six days a week, you're Okay? What kind of life do you have where you want to spend six days a week at work? I mean, if you need extra money and you want to work six, seven days a week, do it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a shop, a dealership that makes you work six fucking days a week. That's prison, dude. Oh, they cook you hot dogs on Sundays? Big fucking deal, dude. Pizza on Fridays? Big deal, dude. Wake up. They talked about other schedules like 13 days on and 5 off. Sounds fucking stupid. Or 4 10-hour days. I didn't really pay much attention, but I used to work 4 10-hour days. But when they said 6 days a week like it's a priority, dude, I instantly got pissed. Working like working 6 days a week it's going to hurt you in the long run, dude. Your body's going to break down. After five years, you'll be having shoulder surgery for sure. Lifting tires and shit. Hand surgery from impact guns. You'll be all worn out. If you started in this business today, at the age of 18, work six days a week. If you even make it five years, you'll be 23 years old and wore the fuck out. And within that time frame, you bought a tool cart for two grand. Tools, 6,000 bucks. And a toolbox, another 10 grand. So you're $18,000 in debt to work six days a week, starting out at 15 bucks an hour in a lube shop. And you're probably still in there after five years because your shop's a shithole ran by idiots that believe you should work there six days a week. And they'll say shit like, you have to earn the line tech position. It takes time. And after five years, you started at 15 bucks. Now you make 20 if you're lucky. And you still owe all the fucking tools because the tool trucks have fucking ripped you off. Fucking hard pass, dude. After those five years, you paid the minimum amount each week, and you still owe 15 grand. 
Tool trucks are a ripoff, dude. They won't be around much longer, dude. We got hard fucking jobs, dude, that used to be looked down on. Now you can't walk outside of your work in your uniform without somebody asking you if you do fucking side work. You know the deal, dude. Neighbors you never even talk to find out that you're a mechanic and now they show up on your porch with fucking cookies and shit acting like they want to be your buddy. So they can talk you into fixing their fucking car. Then if you do fix it, they complain about it every day. Ever try flipping a car, buying a piece of shit off Craigslist? Cleaning it up, fixing it up, fixing a few things here and there, then realizing that it needs more than you want to fucking do, so you post it up for sale so some other bum can fucking deal with it? But then somebody in your neighborhood wants to buy it, and you know it's going to break down, and if they buy it, they're going to come over and try to get you to fix it. Don't fucking sell it to them, dude. Sell it on Marketplace for some random idiot and meet them somewhere to get rid of it. I sold so many guns online. I had to meet up at random people in parking lots, not knowing who they were, only by the forum. <clears throat> Made pretty decent money flipping guns. I bought a used AR-10 for a thousand bucks. It was like a Rock River Arms or some shit like that. Came with a case. Five 30-round mags. It's never been shot, but the shop had to sell it as used because it was a trade-in. I put a Vortex scope on it, zeroed it in at the range, shot about 100 rounds through it, which is only fucking three magazines, and that's 308. That shit was expensive, dude, for high-quality ammo. Anyway, I sold it on a forum to a guy for $3,000, dude, fucking idiot. I'll stick to a bolt-action sniper rifle. It's more accurate, and it's cheaper to shoot, right? Anyway, gun talk. If you're looking for good deals on cheap gun shit, palmettostatearmory.com has some good deals. Especially on, like, uppers and lowers and shit like that for ARs. It's cheaper shit, but if you need a truck gun or whatever, check them out. If you need a gun to zip tie on your huffy bicycle, dude, with pegs, probably got a basket on the front, check it out. Remember plastic wheels? Mag wheels? That's what they were called, weren't they? Those things are sweet. And the front shock forks? Bicycles, dude. We all started out building bicycles, right? Me and a buddy built a three-wheel bike. He probably stole from some old person. I don't know. I don't even know where it came from. This was years and years and years ago, dude. But he had a three-wheel bicycle that he stole, and we put three 10-inch subs, a car head unit, I think it was a 1,500-watt amp, car alarm, car battery, all this shit on this bitch. And wrapped it in crushed velvet, dude. This was back in like 92, dude. That's 1992. It was so heavy, but it was loud as hell. Nobody knew what the hell was going on when we were pedaling down the street playing fucking Dr. Dre on a bicycle, dude. It also had two 6x9s on it. And a car alarm. Just in case somebody tried to steal it. But in reality, you'd catch them because they couldn't go fast. That bitch was heavy as fuck, dude. Bicycle podcast. It's fucking hot outside, dude. It should be a crime to not have AC in your shop, dude. Fucking felony. Managers listening, dude. Air condition your shops, dude. Techs will come. And when you do air condition it, keep it on all the time. Don't be a cheap ass and turn it off and open the fucking doors because it ain't nice outside. You go out there and work and tell me if it's fucking nice out. Cheap ass. That's really being cheap, dude. That video is still aggravating me, dude. I want to comment on it, but I hold back. 
I hold back a lot, actually. I'm not trying to stir shit up. I don't want to seem like I'm the bad guy that shits on everything. But when I see shit, and I want to shit on it, it's hard not to. Especially when it's total bullshit, dude. But I've been doing pretty good about it, trust me. I don't know how much longer I can hold back, but we'll see. I'm all over the place again, dude. Another beer podcast. Y'all bitch about the same shit I do. Don't even try to lie. It's the same shit everywhere, dude. Every shop. For now. Hopefully shit will change for the better soon, you know? I like being a technician. A mechanic. A hack. I like this industry. A lot. I made shit money, and I've made good money. But from my experience, multiple years, a few dealerships, every position in the shop besides an advisor and a director... The struggles we we all been through, getting to where we are now, all the work we've done, the good, the bad jobs, the good and bad managers, foremen, techs, supposedly leaders we've been through over the years, all the changes we've been through and seen over the years, it's crazy. Now you read about it online or listen to it from a podcast or whatever else you hear it from. About 80% of my career I spent a lot of time monitoring and paying attention to how a shop is ran. How the managers run things and why. Why some techs make a shitload more hours than others, but do the same work. And sometimes even work less. Why does it happen? I pay attention to why it happens. Why are master certified techs bitching about hours while other techs are cranking hours out? Why some master techs get nothing but shit work? Why some techs barely show up to work and nothing happens to them, but when a newer tech does the same thing, they get written up. I pay attention to shit like that. Why does a newer tech that is highly motivated, that gets promoted as a line tech, end up getting the shit work while the other techs do all the gravy work? Why does a lube tech turn more hours than a line tech that has more, way more experience than him? And all he does is fucking oil changes and rotates, tire patches, some bullshit recalls. And why is he even a lube tech when he can do the same work that the line techs do? I pay attention to these kind of things in every shop I've worked at, in every position that I've been in, from service porter to shop foreman. I have some answers. That's what this podcast is about. I have ways to fix these problems and these issues. I've been through every single one of them. I'm not some random guy from California or New York acting like I'm some kind of entrepreneur looking to make a website and a career out of talking shit, making up training programs or about how to fix your service department. Most of these guys have never even worked in the fucking service department. Or they did for a year or two. You can't fix shit that you haven't been through yourself. You're not living in the real world. Six-day work week, dude. You never turned a wrench in your life. You couldn't do it for a week. I would challenge this guy... And I know he listens to this. He does my job, and I do his job, for a week, and see who fucking makes it out. See who does better. See who lasts longer. Even for his six fucking days. Six day work week. Let's see his perspective after he actually works six days a week for ten hours a day in the shop, actually turning hours and fixing cars right with no comebacks. But wait, I forgot. He has to buy all his own tools. In a toolbox. 
and actually go to all the training we have to go to to get certified to even do the fucking recalls he has no idea about. I forgot about that. What do I have to do to do his job? Buy a pen? Cup of coffee? Shit, I'll buy my own desk and chair to sit in. Use my cell phone to make some fucking videos. That's all I gotta do. Don't talk like you know everything about something that you haven't even been through. You're a service department politician, dude. You don't know shit. You just want to keep your position in the industry for as long as you can so the idiots will pay you for some bullshit that you come up with. Some of it makes sense. Some of it. But it's all a game, dude. Facts are facts, dude. My opinion. Shops will pay these guys money because they came up with some... They came up with another program, another training program, some bullshit that dealerships will send their service employees to for training so they can write it off and prove that they send their employees to training. It's a write-off. You're a write-off, dude. Tax write-off. He's playing the game on another level. There are dealerships out there doing what they can. You may be at one that's trying to do everything they can to keep you there. Happy, trained, paid, all of it. But they reach out to whoever has the biggest voice, the most followers. And it's sad that shit works this way. But what's crazy is there's a tech in every shop, just like you and I, that has been through all the shit and have ways to fix shit but are ignored or passed over because they can't afford to lose you. Or they just don't give a fuck. They need you as a tech right now because they can't find a replacement for you. But why is that? It's because they look at shit the wrong way, dude. The solution to every shop's problem, every dealership's problem, is in the shop right now. It's somebody who's been through all the shit before and has seen it all and knows what's going to happen next. That's it for this episode. Flatratetechpodcast.weebly.com Check out the website flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com questions, comments, topics you want to come on the podcast, email me follow the Facebook page Instagram page flatratetechpodcast, search it it'll pop up don't forget to rate and review I got 43 reviews on Spotify, that's pretty crazy thank you guys for that I don't really pay attention to Apple I only go by Spotify's numbers and we're doing good Numbers. We're doing good numbers. Alright, y'all. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next time.